<laughs> we start with the sun's rise. Bradley Beal headed to Phoenix. Shamit, CP3, and picks to Washington. Here's the raw numbers on this new Phoenix offense. Pretty good if you're playing in that all three-on-three league that Jimmer plays in. <laughs> the usage rate right there at about 100. Yeah. So, Nick, mm-hmm. will this potent super team with little depth work? No. Uh, with the one caveat of if they trade Aiton for three rotation pieces, three $10 million a year versatile players, maybe, but that doesn't seem to be likely, and that's not the direction. This, your guy, Bill Simmons, years ago coined the phrase new owner syndrome, mm. and this is that uh, on steroids. I mean, Ishby has been there less than four months, and he has traded for Kevin Durant, got into an altercation with the league MVP, fired his coach, installed Isaiah Thomas seemingly as like a shadow GM, and now has traded for Bradley Beal. And we, you now have a team that is, once this year starts, we'll see what happens with Aiton, but whatever team they trot out there is their team. And it is a soon-to-be 35-year-old superstar in Durant that is a declining Injury-riddled player at this point in his career. You have Bradley Beal, who has been a consistently injured player over the last, the few, last few years. years. Not in the beginning of his career, right. he mm-hmm. had a couple 82-game seasons. He feels like an old, an old 30. About to be an 30. old 30, exactly right. And then Booker, who had been very durable until very recently. And the biggest issue is, aside from the lack of flexibility and the lack of defense, which are significant issues, is the positional and stylistic redundancy. Facts. The big threes that have worked. The first big three was in Boston. Three very different types of players. LeBron's big threes had some redundancy, but A, you had LeBron. A lot of redundancy. But, but you also had a big. You, 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 LeBron and Wade, but all three weren't redundant. You had redundancy there, but you also you had. You know why that worked. Because LeBron and Wade were arguably the two best Sure. The that, that's what I'm that's saying. Right. LeBron's stuff, you can almost take it out. Like, right. the big, we don't look at Milwaukee as a big three. But they added a third piece in Drew Holiday that fit perfectly. Denver's big addition was Aaron Gordon that fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. The, the Brooklyn thing didn't work. Oklahoma City didn't work. And I'm not picking on Durant, but it was guys who need the ball, who need to shoot. And so I don't think they'll be bad, Brew. Right. But I don't think there's a champion. I don't. I think OKC, were, they didn't win a championship, but that was a really good team. They were constantly getting to the conference finals. I think he played in five conference finals. Uh, obviously got to one finals in OKC yes, with sure. Westbrook and Harden. But Harden was Westbrook, only there right, for part Westbrook of it. Westbrook and, yep. and Durant. Um, Brooklyn, I know they were my squad. Yeah. But let's keep it real. The reasons, we don't know if they would have won a championship or not. But the real problems there were injuries and then just Kyrie's wackiness. I mean, that, that's really, they didn't really even get a chance to see if they could really be good. And also left. lack of defense could have hurt them even if well, they were but, healthy. But they, their defense straightened up. Remember before, sure. they, before they traded uh, Kyrie and, and Durant. So, look, work is a championship. Let, let's define what working is because it's not getting to the finals. They've been to the finals just yep. a couple years ago. It's not being a contender. They're a contender already. Yep. It is, are you going to win the first ring in franchise mm-hmm. history? All right, and to that I would say no. But basketball-wise, I'm not as down on it as Nick. Here's why. I, 
I get it. There's no real true point, and you can say Bill and Booker are very similar. But what I see, we saw Booker can run the point in the uh, playoffs. Now, he's not going to be run it like Chris Paul, but he can run it and get a lot of assists. He averaged almost eight I assists. He, played he can play it like a Dame Lillard, like yeah. any of these scoring point guards. So I think you can have Booker and, Bre- and Bill will both bring the ball up occasionally. And then Durant, we know he doesn't need the ball to be effective. I, we'll see what they do with DeAndre Ayton. I would love – I don't. it doesn't seem like this trade is even possibly alive. Indiana, yeah, yeah, Turner and Heald. Um, but even if you keep – if you keep Ayton, if he can – he's always had issues with his motor and it, does he want to play hard all the time. Mm-hmm. But if he's just 16 and 10, they need size. So they need his size. My point is this. That's a heck of a foursome. That's even better than Chris Paul because at Chris Paul's age, he just is not as effective and nor can stay healthy. Um, and then Torrey Craig, I assume right now, will be a fifth starter because they'll just re-sign. I think they're going to re-sign the guys that left, That's Jake it. Lamford and junk like that. Um, Jack Landale. Yeah. Jack, I'm sorry, Landale. But the point is this. Role players should play effectively around those guys. Yeah. Because they're drawing all the attention. If I'm the, the Suns, I'm talking to Tory Craig all summer. Look, all we want you to do is defend the heck out of the ball and work on your three. Shoot your three points. He shot almost 40% last year. Then the depth will come from the re-signing guys. What I'm saying is this. My main problems, like you said, my main concerns are health and lack of depth. Yeah. It is not can they work together. I think because mm-hmm. Nick. Even if they hadn't traded for Bill, they still were going to have trouble filling out the roster. No, but the, the, so I guess what I, I, I think that was a good move I, considering the position they were I, in. Go ahead, Wilds, and then I'll. Go. I, I, I'm with you on the redundancy of the positions. So when we looked at Denver and we view them as a band, here's the band makeup I have. Tell me if you follow this. I have Joker as the lead singer, Jamal uh, Murray on lead guitar, Aaron Gordon on the drums. Bruce Brown on bass and KCP on keyboards. Full-on band. Right. MPJ, poor guy. Yeah, didn't well, make the band. Go on ahead. the Suns, I have KD on, uh, as lead singer and Booker on, uh, as lead singer and Beal as lead singer. And Aiton <laughs> yeah. on the bass and no one's on drums. Maybe somebody from the... They're a hip-hop group. Aiton's right? <laughs> the DJ and the rest of them are MCs. They're good. I just don't see it. We saw this the finals in all series. We saw Aaron Gordon win a game. We saw Bruce Brown come in and win a game. We saw Christian Brown like explode. If you're, Those were stars almost... Really contributing. So, but can I add, here's the thing. You had this Chris Paul deal, which is a very unique one because only half guaranteed and then none guaranteed after this year that could be attractive for a team looking to get off salary. That's how you end up getting Bradley Mm -hmm. Beal. If I am Phoenix, I am saying Booker and Durant, the first 10, 11 games of these playoffs, played as well offensively as you could play. They were playing 45 minutes a night, and they both, even Booker as young as he is, seemed to tail off at the end. And we couldn't defend anybody. Turn Chris Paul into two rotation players, not one former All-Star is about to turn 30. He's going to, if he, again, if he can stay healthy, though, that's going to take a lot of pressure. They won't have to play those minutes anymore because you can keep Booker and Beal yep. on the court and Durant's on the bench and then, you know, yeah, but the, the stay healthy Durant thing on the court is, and Booker I just, on the like, so, if you have a car that breaks down all the time, you're like, I'm driving cross country. If it breaks down, you know, what am I going to do? You, when you have guys who are consistently injured, Trading for another guy who recently has been consistently injured 
And boxing yourself into that, it won't be like when Middleton two years ago got hurt. It's like, damn, it's no, bad You know luck. where they are? They're like the same place the Lakers are. Like, can, can our guys stay healthy? But they it's are, the same type of thing. With no flexibility, though. With no movement, no ability But neither team, yeah. Well, Let's help. look at the odds. Before the trade, the Suns had the fourth best odds. And now the third best. The number went from plus 900 to plus 600. So, Brew, how much pressure is KD under specifically to win a championship? I'm going to be honest. I think pressure is the product of expectations. I'm past the point of really expecting a championship from Kevin Durant. Yikes. I, I just wow. am. I, I really like he hasn't been good in the last two postseasons I, good, by his standards. Boston made him look like I unlike I've ever seen him look mm-hmm. two yep. years ago. And Devin Booker was the guy this year. So here's the thing. If they win a championship and I don't think they will and it wouldn't Durant would get credit and deservedly so. But if they were to win a championship, I think Devin Booker would be the guy leading them. Oh, really? I think so. The question, Nick, Do you I think Booker's better than Durant right now. I, I, I think I'm there's there some yet. differences. I mean, it, it, it might be stylistic, but I, I, I think Devin, I like his mentality. Oh, more. he's a leader. I think more. he's more of a leader. Sure. And I think he's a strong personality and he ain't deferring to Durant. We saw Durant last year deferring to him. So I think that Booker would be the guy averaging more points and assists as he did in these plus. Because quickly, what's the question on Durant? It's not can he win. It's can he lead a team to a championship. We've seen him win. We give him credit for what he did in Golden State. But now we want to see if you can actually carry a team yourself to the championship as the number one guy. And I don't think he'd be that guy if they won. So the question is, if Booker's running point, mm-hmm. is, do you expect him to lead the team in scoring? No, too, or I, that I was think Durant's still the best player, and I think he is guarded like he's the best player. I think other teams, I think Denver. It was a lot of the, single coverage the, in the playoffs. The, Gordon just. She, okay, she, that's, that's fair, but, the, but I, I, we'll see what happens this year because Booker was so great in the playoffs if that tilts. But if I can just show you quickly, like, if I think there's immense pressure for them to win immediately because. It is their best chance is going to be right now. Right. Next year, highest paid guys in the league. Okay? You have Beal and KD on that list. The year after, highest paid guys in the league. That is three Phoenix Suns. The next year, highest paid guys in the league. Here's the top six. You have have three (laughs) Phoenix Suns. And so... The point that I am trying to make is that it is not going to get easier. It's not like we're going to have more flexibility. We're yeah. going to have more. It's, and, we, no, and Durant's health. And Durant, Durant turns 35 be before like? this year starts. Right. And so we don't have to get into the new CBA, the machinations of it, but just trust those of us like Wilds and Josh who have scoured it and studied it. It is the lack of flexibility for the Phoenix Suns. They've traded away all their picks. They've traded away all their swaps. They just traded away all their second rounders. If it's not working, Brew, they have no parachute. Because you can't even trade one of these guys for a bunch of other players like you could in the past if they're over that second apron, which they definitely will be. And so this is the team, and their best chance is going to be this year. But shout out to Ishbia for... Trying to win. Yeah. You rather, buy a team to try to try win. Try to win, man. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, he was stealing the ball from Joker, but still, he's trying to It's hardest. better than the alternative, the yeah. cheap owner, but maybe a little patient. Okay.
Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. According to Ian Begley, people in the Pelicans organization have been, quote, dismayed with off-court developments. Putting it... <laughs> That's a nice, around clean Zion. way to say it. The trade winds are picking up steam, so, Brew, should the Pelicans stay patient with Zion? Two weeks ago, heck, even one week ago, I was a hard, emphatic, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still a yes, but there's some hesitation. Okay. In the old parlance, I'm not ten toes down no. anymore. I'm about seven, seven so toes. I'm keeping him, but here's why. Look, obviously... He is not a very good player. He is a phenomenal player when he plays. And it shows not only in his individual stats, but look at these team numbers when Zion plays. Right there. I mean, much better 17 and 12. That's about 59% with him. 25, they're not even a 500 team without him. Rebounds increase, paint points increase. Look, guys, when he got hurt for good in January, Mm -hmm. they were the third seed. And, and he was playing the best ball of his career. Yes, he was it, playing. And, and Brandon Ingram was out for a lot of yep. that. And then when he, the, from the time he's out, they go from the third seed to out of the playoffs. So he, the tenth seed is what they ended up. They didn't make the play-in uh, or the playoffs. So he clearly is critical for you. And so there's that. I don't want. He's 23 years old in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give up on that just yet. And here's the other thing. This season, like I'm really looking at it if I'm the Pelicans, it's kind of one more year. And this season, we think he's healthy, right? He said he might have been able to play in the playoffs. So he should be healthy. And then the motivation of having your name bandied about in trade rumors and the team doesn't come out immediately like, look, no way. We're not trading Zion. Let's squash this right now. And then on top of that, all the -the off-the-court drama, you're being mocked and ridiculed and who knows what else might come out. So – I think all of this should motivate him. And if it doesn't, 
If he still doesn't play many games or if he doesn't play well or if he's kind of got these nagging injuries, then I think you look to move on. But I would try to keep him right now. So if I were running the Pelicans, I would not trade Zion Williamson under almost any circumstances right now. He offered me Wimby, yeah. But for the Scoot, and I love Scoot, I'm not doing it. But I'm not, I also would have done different things that they haven't done to make sure Zion knows we still believe in you, we still love you. And I'm not acting like Zion's blameless in this. I do buy that he doesn't take care of his body the way he needs to, that some of the nagging soft tissue stuff is, I don't want to say of his own doing, but if he were more professional in his sleep, in his eat, in his uh, kind of work habits, he could maybe avoid them. But despite all, whatever's going on off the court, despite the food, despite the weight, despite all of it, the month of December, which is the last time we saw him play, he was 38-5 and five on 61% shooting. It was the best month of basketball of his career. As you mentioned, Pelicans were playing well. In all of NBA history, there is not another player who averages 15 points per game for their career on 60%. 15. Zion's at 26 right. on 60%. So if I were running the Pelicans, I wouldn't do it. I'm not running the Pelicans Wilds. I think they will do it. You think they will? I think they will. I'll tell you why. And by the way, I think it'll be good for him. Because I don't think they are right now showing to be a well-run organization. And Wilds, I this article that came out today mm-hmm. that said, oh, expect Zion to be you know on the team past the mm-hmm. trade de- or past the draft made me more confident that they're moving him. Why? Because I think that is public negotiation through the media with the other teams that are trying to get Zion to be like, we don't have to trade him. This idea out there that we got to trade him, no, 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 we'd be fine with him, and they're trying to get max return. Because you keyed on it, and I didn't know if you are going to expand on it. Then Teresa Weatherspoon was his guy. Was I'm sorry, not his guy, his person in the organization. Mm-hmm. Great basketball player, worked with them. Great person. Great person, well. but massively respected. And they moved on from her without explanation. And that is, it is not as if she had such a high-profile job, that it, the type of person that sometimes you have to move on from something like that. That, plus the fact that they are not disavowing the trade rumors, yeah. all but of that makes me think. A couple other think, things, though. Because they also moved on from their head medical trainer. Yes. Who Zion didn't like. Yes. So that could be looked at as, okay, we're shifting some things up. And from what I'm told with Teresa, th- she was Zion's person, person. but they, the feeling was that she was too soft on him, that she never wanted him to be uncomfortable. So I think if they don't trade him, and I'm not sure they will, I think that they're looking at it like we're going to be a little tougher on him because there's a feeling among a lot of people that he needs to be in an organization where he is driven. Sure. Where he's not coddled, he's not babied, but it's like, look, like like a Miami type right. situation where this is like how they we need do to hire bro. and come on. Uh, I mean, old school, <laughs> don't make me call that's up the work. graphic. Yes, yeah. that's, that's not gonna work. Why not? Yeah, that's just not. It gonna works work. in Miami because the guy was on the verge of tears talking about Teresa Witherspoon. Oh, you know talking what? About- Grow up. Oh, gee, I mean, wins. seriously, and, and I love Teresa. She's great, but this is big boy stuff now. You're a professional. You had, that stuff happens. Where are you so. at, Wiles? So well, ruining? here's the thing. Here's the argument to stay with Zion because I've seen people kick it around. So here are the raw numbers on Embiid versus Zion. Yep. There was some similar 
issues like we talked about Embiid's weight and Embiid would Shirley Shirley Temples and like hey man you got to stop drinking pitchers of Shirley Temples he's like you know what we'll do so he missed a lot of games we get it but here's where there's a fork in a road there was no other stuff with Embiid I didn't hear one thing of other stuff there's enough other stuff there that it would be beneficial for Zion to go somewhere. And I'm just going to put it out there. Not like I do this with every free agent or every guy that was signed to CAA under Leon Rose. But here was Zion, bro, after his first game at Madison Square Garden. Take a listen. Oh. Uh, I'm glad you asked that, actually. Uh, I mean, New York is the mecca of basketball. Uh, I love I love playing. I love playing here. So, Look, oh, you why? keep RJ. Yeah. You keep RJ because they're Duke buddies. And then they don't have women in New York. Well, He's about the off the course of women in Charlotte, in Portland. Oh. I mean, come Can on. Can I just say something real quick about that? Go. I don't think I. I think Zion, I don't think Zion has off the court issues. Right. This is I the think NBA that I, by that I mean this: the, the young NBA players having to deal with. I agree. A, you know, potential drama involving their sex life is not a right. new phenomenon at all. It Absolutely. being this public and embarrassing, that obviously is something that I think wears on him. That would not make me question him as a player or anything. I wouldn't be like, oh, he's making bad choices. Winning Zion might be the only person with multiple girlfriends in the NBA. Give me a break. And so, uh, so I don't judge him for that. Agreed. I also don't think moving helps that. You know what I mean? I think that can follow. That's New York? Life. You don't think starting fresh in a new city would, would well, turn the page? Not in I, that. Re- I agree with Nick and, and I, I guess think you that a fresh start would help. But I not, agree. But the not women the gr- thing is, is yeah. going to be wherever we go. Yeah. Well, I understand that. So she got an airport. <laughs> I mean, they got foxes everywhere. You know that. Just saying. 2,000 miles away. Another star is trying to figure out his future as the Blazers... Either trade the third pick for a star or keep the pick, go young, and possibly lose Dane. Latest rumor, bam to Portland? What? No, that's not happening. Should Dane finally seriously consider leaving the Trailblazers? Okay, so I'm, I've almost, you know, my cup is almost full on the Damian Lillard story. It's going to, you know, I, this is one of my favorite quotes, but it's the Marla Stanfield quote, do it or don't, I got places to be. Like, mm. they, we've had this <laughs> for a long time. Here is what I would ask the group here. And I like Dame immensely on and off the court. I think he's an excellent player. Is there a discernible difference from as far as, oh, you're just saying winning doesn't matter, between Dame choosing to stay in Portland and if James Harden chooses to sign with Houston. Yes. What is it? It is that he has made a home in Portland. It's his franchise, and he's showing loyalty. Oh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't think Harden. Harden just had a little dalliance. Yeah, but but yeah, Dame, Dame didn't leave Portland three years ago because we ain't trying to win. We can't win. Sure. I got to go win. Sure. That's the difference. Okay. Like one is look, Allen Iverson had the same mentality. He was like, look, I want to win a championship, but I want to stay in Philly and win it here. And if I don't, then I'm I, I can live with that. Now they traded him. Yeah. But Westbrook, same way. So I, I respect that mentality. Okay. Even though I think like you, I do think he should move on. And he can't win there. 
But with, I no. guess the point is there would be no difference as far as chances of winning a title between Dame staying in Portland and Harden going to Houston. Well, They're both drawing dead to win the title. Thank you. Right? Like, yes. that's where, he, at the very least, it's Here's the one situation where if I were, I would try to give Dame a year left, one more year in Portland. If, and I don't think they, they'll do this, if they could trade that number three pick for Zion. Okay, so he and then you got this. Zion there. Then I would say, you know what? Let's give it a year and see. And see what we, they like. wouldn't win the West, but could they make a deep playoff run? If you do that, then you're like, you know what? A tweak here or there, and maybe we can get to the finals. So Dame agrees with that theory. Now we we are Dustin, Dustin, excuse me, Dustin. <laughs> so that was floated around. Get him to the Blazers. Yeah. Then you look at Dame's likes. There you go. Good investigative reporting. So Dustin likes that. Dame likes it. You like it. Here's the news flash. What, does that do anything? Oh, it could. Well, hold up. It, do? it does nothing. For Portland? It's just Have a bunch. It just, let's, hold on. I'll sit there. No, no, no. You sit here. You no, sit I here. They were the and they were like, team. wow, we changed hold it up. Hold on. That I disagree with. Year. I disagree with New that Orleans. just in this regard, Wilds. Zion is one of the ten active players in the league that I think, at his best, can be an MVP of the league. I don't think there's, I don't think there's ten guys. You know, And so that I'll is where. Last year. What? That was my take. Frisky Pelicans. <laughs> okay. Finals MVP. Yeah, sure. well, they were that's, no, that's right. Yeah. And they weren't Frisky when he was healthy. So I look at that. I don't think Bam changes. And I like right. Bam a lot. I don't think he changed. I think there's a lot of guys that are really good players don't aren't world changers for the Blazers. Zion, it could yes. be a disaster. But it also is like if you I get. I tried for a year. I, yeah. And so the, Zion. They better than the Suns? The, no, next year, no. I think the, you know they're certainly not better than Denver, but I that would be one where I would be interested in. It. I'd be interested in. It. Not me. Wow, you are out on Zion. Well, they're no. going to win or not. Baseball is back, and so is slipping back. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcast. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back to a big show, by the way. Kevin Durant has a new teammate in Bradley Beal. He also went to bat for some old teammates, Kyrie and Harden, in a Twitter exchange with his friend Eddie Gonzalez. Here he is on Harden, one of the most influential in the history of the game. It's insane nobody sees it. 
And here he is on actually Kyrie and Russ, three old teammates. Inspired a whole generation. They don't ever get credit for it. I thought it was very nice. I don't totally know if it made sense. <laughs> I thought it was nice. Brew, it was nice. Call me nobody. Because I don't see how James Harden's one of the most influential players. Now, one of the greatest players? Sure. You guys know, I've always said James Harden is one of those unique players, one of the few players who I think is an all-time elite scorer and all-time elite playmaker. Like, he was great as a point guard for Brooklyn. And I thought this year, he's older, he's not quite himself, but he led the league in assists. He is a very good point guard. So, James Harden is an all-time great. I don't know how in the world he's influenced the game. When I think of who influenced the game in this generation, I'm thinking LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Nikola Jokic. And if you want to throw in Durant. Jokic influenced the game? Yeah, because people are going to start following a big man that can bring it up court and do all the things he does. You could say KD, although you probably say Dirk. Dirk. Instead of KD, because maybe, you know, Dirk was before KD. But the seven-footer shooting like that. But I don't see the influence right, of James Harden. So let's stay on Harden, and then we can get to the Kyrie mm-hmm. and Russ one. I totally see what he's saying. I think uh, James Harden, they didn't get over the finish line as a champion. But what Harden and Maury in Houston teaming up to do the self-realized threes and layups and free throws offense. I'll buy that. That did, t- and you needed that was, James um, Harden's. That was Mike D'Antoni. But, well, that That's was his no, but No, no, because the, it pre, I mean, I was there, and you, I'm not trying to say I right. was there, so I know it, but when Kevin McHale was the coach, they were doing it. They did it more with Mike D'Antoni when he was there as well, but the Harden's specific skill set of being able to draw the fouls, the step back three, which I think he popularized more so than any other player, all of that influenced it. Now, you can argue a lot of it influenced in a bad way to where the league is not as aesthetically pleasing if you like the mid-range, and the league had to step in and be like, these jabroni fouls of like hooking a guy and the unnatural stuff, yeah, that's a bad, they changed that's the rules. But no, I don't think it's what he's talking about. But I do think Harden is a wildly influential he, so, player on a very in, in, with an influential style. The only thing I see that you said that he's influenced is the step back. And he's not obviously the originator of that, but he's one of the greatest players to do it. I don't think the fouling, like, I don't see that as being everybody's trying to do that. And the three, like I said, I would give more credit to Dan Tony for that. That style of play than than Harden. Well, I mean, I think, and so, listen, I just, I do think that there are players far greater than James Harden who I think have had far less influence on the style of basketball that is played and the the prevalence of, I mean, he was, if you look back on that run in Houston, the guys, he was shooting 10 plus threes and taking 10 plus free throws a game. We'd never seen someone do well, it. who's playing like Harden? Who, who do you every, see that's every kid. trying to play I mean, like, no, Harden. like Like we, Harden? Yeah, every, someone explained to me, that's like when we were growing up, bro, I'm going to put you and I in the same age bracket, the goal of basketball was to get past the guy. And then at a certain point, it changed to just getting space and getting going the opposite direction. Rather than going past, I'm going backwards. And then the other question I have for you is this. Who do you consider the father of the Eurostep? Like if you go out on the court right now, yeah, a lot of people man, say, I, but I think the grandfather, but Harden made it. Yes. 
the thing. I agree. I, but with I that. think Ginobili. I, I, I say Ginobili. Ginobili is like, like I say the originator, but Harden almost like perfected it. I, he didn't perfect it, but you know what I mean. He was he, he, he it. did it at such a more prolific level. What the? Go ahead. No, sorry. it was when I spin forward to Kyrie and Russ. Exa- exactly right. So the I mean I listen. I am a Kyrie. I don't want to say critic, I guess, is the fair word. You know what I mean? I, the, I have you been. You more as a marionette. The, well, okay, yeah, but what I, the, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He called me a puppet. I'm sorry. I didn't get it. <laughs> um, but I do think these guys get credit, and I do think there's a generation of kids that look at them as icons, bro. I, I think they're Russ. legitimate icons. Yeah, like, so I don't, I don't know what, I don't think. What KD has wrong here is that he inspired a whole generation. I think what he has wrong here is they don't get credit for it. Like, I'm not sure what he's looking for. Like, they both had signature shoes. They were both, you know what I mean, some of, in in popular culture, some of the most talked about players of their generation. Uh, Kyrie hasn't gotten the awards, but he hasn't earned the awards. No one would be like, I should have won MVP that year. Like, that hasn't happened. So, I agree with the first part of this, but I don't understand the second part. I think Kyrie's inspiration comes off the court. And I don't mean the controversies, but the great things he's done charitably. Like, in December, we paid... Put $22,000 in a college student's GoFundMe account because sure. she needed to finish college. So I think things like that, and he's done many more. People see that. People see him, whether you disagree with him or not, people see him as a guy that is thoughtful and cares about people outside of basketball and things off outside of basketball. I think that's inspiring. On the court, I, I think he's – and you guys know I think he's a Hall of Famer, but I think he's more of a cautionary tale, though, as far as – like, he's lost tens of but millions of dollars. You, yeah, but on the court, don't you think you see the like, handle the handle and the layup package? It, to me, kids yeah. try to emulate. Well, he's the best ball – I think he's the best ball handler in NBA history. But he's, I would say, more inf- inspirational. Like, he even got a lot of that from and one. And sure. I think kids look at and one mixtapes. Kyrie's done it better than anybody. And even the finishing – Again, I'm, I'm going Rod Strickland, and yeah. Kyrie got a lot of it from him. Isn't that I his just, godfather? Yeah, I, I think. But Bruce, can I give? I you, don't know if people are is looking. He at the best guy. below the rim finisher ever. Arguably, he's certainly in that. He's got discussion. the best handle, yeah. and most kids, if you're talking about Jaren, especially dunk. kids, can't dunk. Right. Yeah. So there he is. Yeah, I think well, Katie's inspirational. Right yeah. The I, I don't see how Russ. I mean, Russ. The thing about Russ was he played right. so hard. Yeah. But. He's not the first player to play so hard. He is. So, <laughs> according to KD and you, he is. Ben Simmons, back in the lab. That's not a good deal. <laughs> Come on. Well, we're just yawning on the bench. Right. I, just, that, I thought we were showing Instagram. We, are we going to see it? Yeah. yeah. Instagram. There, there we is. go. That's much better. I, he looking muscular. I give him that. There's a lot of two. Not a Dusty, no. that's the body I want okay. when you put me in the cowboy the guy hat. on his knee or Ben Simmons? Yeah, ben Simmons. Oh, okay. Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, minding my business, working my ass off, chop wood and carry water. Uh, Zen Buddhism saying. So, you're, oh, you're what? I, I just, I don't want to hear from Ben until you're playing basketball. Because huh. it wasn't like he missed the whole season, Right. He, aver- he played 42 games. He averaged six, six, and six. All right? St- I, remember, I don't know if he's done it this offseason, 
But all these off seasons in the past where he's shooting J's and he's stepping back, shooting threes over who knows who he's playing against. Mm-hmm. I don't there is a mental block still with him during NBA games. Because even going back to Philadelphia, there are people that would tell you he would shoot jumpers and look okay doing it. But then in the game, he was afraid to shoot. And I, th- I don't think it's to the point where it was a year ago, but it still is a factor for him, I believe. And until I see him go out there and let it all hang out and play up to his potential, I don't want to see stuff like this. Just show me. Don't tell me. All right, so two points. One is I do believe that was the very first time Wilds has ever cursed on the show. So I will remember this show for that and for Brew becoming a Clippers fan again. I know you were we reading a quote. I know, but I don't – you A-S-S. usually oh. – yeah, you usually say something else. So I will remember Behind. that. Uh, mark it in the time capsule. Here's the other thing. Do you guys remember the last time we talked about Ben Simmons on the show? Because it was no. Instagram related. It was when the Sixers lost. Remember? Oh, yeah. He had his off-kilter yeah. television. Yeah, exactly. He was watching the game. That tweet – is why I can't give him credit for this tweet. Why? The whole minding might be like, oh, guys, don't mind me. I'm, la- I'm blocking out the noise. I'm going the, you know, the, I'm, because there was some internet. There's another thing uh, that was talked about this week was some internet, you know, sleuths saying that a previous Instagram picture of him was artificially enhanced to make him look more muscular. So I think maybe this is in response to that. Mm. But you hadn't been minding your business, man. You don't play and you take trollish shots at the Sixers. You like it. Well, how can you like pick one? It? Pick, hey Ben, you need to get your confidence back. Start, start on Instagram. Oh, that's a sign of confidence. Yeah, okay. a little bit. I'm with Talk it. Joel if he's going to come out, out and ball, I am totally yes, with it. Tweet away, you, post away. The thing, what I am worried about, I have the opposite take of you. I follow Ben Simmons, and I'm waiting for those basketball shots, basketball videos, right, right, right. and they haven't been out. It's him tying his shoes. It's him lifting kettlebells. It's him with his trainer with rubber bands. You know how I feel about those training rubber bands. Yeah. I want to see straight up basketball. Straight up basketball. Okay. And, st- and until I see it, I still think there's a block there. Yeah. Real basketball. I don't think Call we Chris have Brickley. much evidence that Ben Simmons enjoys playing basketball that much. And I think that that combined with the mental block is made him a non-player. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't. The people, I still believe in Ben Simmons. Of course not. Right. I know it sounds mean. I know it sounds harsh. But I mean, he has, I think, opted into this path. And I'm rooting for Agreed. him. Agreed. I, 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 root, I think we're all rooting for him. Well, do you know he He's has a Labradoodle? <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? Oh, that's on his Instagram. Yes, I see oh, a lot yeah. of them. Okay. You see more of Ben Simmons' Instagrams than Bruce sees your tweets. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a fact. That's true. But I follow you now. I just followed you. Oh, breaking news into the first things first news desk via Twitter. Woj reporting the Wizards are sending CP3 to Golden State. He gets traded a lot for a guy who was waived two weeks ago. (laughs) Jordan Poole going to Washington. Brew, feels like you've got mixed feelings about this. You're a resident Warriors fan. Yeah, I don't love it because I think you could have – with all due respect to the great Chris Paul, I mean, obviously he's, what, 38, and he's injury-prone at this point. Is he starting? Is, I assume he's coming off the bench. They play an offense well, that's, that I don't know that he fits. So like they, they're going to be moving. You know, the, Chris isn't going to be running around like Steph and Clay do. 
And when you, if you just put the ball in his hands, I guess you figure, okay, Steph can, you know, get a lot of shots. But Draymond has the ball in his hands. And Chris is very vocal in that locker room. He's a great leader. Will him and Draymond clash? There hasn't been anybody there to challenge Draymond like that. right? I mean, so I just, I think I'm down with trading Jordan Poole. I'm glad they did that because I think you need to get the stench Mm-hmm. of the incident with Draymond out of there. Also, now it's gone. Also, so you, you can't asterisk real quick on that point. I, they're trying to sign Draymond to a new contract. As long as Jordan Poole's there, the contract number is going to have to start at a dollar more, more than Jordan right. Poole. Now Jordan Poole's gone, and now maybe $25 million a year or something like that is more palatable. So since when, when, when Poole's making $32 million, you can't ask Draymond to take less than that. So, mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yeah, I just – look, I wanted them to use Poole to get more depth, and which theoretically you did with Chris, but – and get is bigger, he going right? to be healthy and bigger? Now, I don't know if Poole could have got him size, but they need size. Maybe that they'll go out and get it, but I just think I would have liked to have seen, I don't know, Poole and something else for Porzingis. Like, that type of size would be great in Golden State, not to mention he can shoot, he can post, but I, I, I don't love it. Well, I think it's pretty clear they could have gotten Porzingis. Like, now that we, if, mean, if they could have gotten Porzingis think for Poole, Gosh, I would like I mean, that. Well, I mean, I guess the question is, do you think, do you think Washington would have preferred Tyus Jones? You know what I mean? But they, they obviously are fine with Poole's contract yeah. because they're taking Poole's it on. Poole's going to be so – I, I think, think it's good they, for them. Like, Poole's going to go there and the, give them 23 or more points per game. Now, I'm not saying he's, like, a great so, winning player, but I think he's, he's entertaining, right. fun to watch. I think it would so be good. So, from mm-hmm. the Warriors' perspective – I give them credit for a couple reasons. One is, this is quadrupling down on the tail, tail end of Steph's prime. Well, you knew they were doing that, though. Well, no, I didn't. You didn't think they were going to? Why not? Well, I didn't know they were going to go get a 38-year-old who makes $30 million and and get rid of one of their young guys who theoretically they, they believed in as recently as a year ago. So I give them credit for saying we have one of the greatest players ever. He was awesome last year, and it wasn't enough. This guy, even though we invested in him and he's one of our draft successes, given where he was drafted and the player he showed he was, the year we won the title, he was unplayable in the playoffs. So we're bringing this guy in, and my whole Chris Paul should only play, you know, start the season on Christmas and all that. I don't think that will actually happen in Golden State, but I think he will have so many nights off, he will be the freshest he's been at any point of his career. So for the Warriors... I give them credit. I give Mike Dunleavy Jr., I guess, is running things yeah. now. It's crazy because I read so many articles. The whole thing was going to fall apart and Bob Myers left. Oh, Mike my goodness, Dunleavy Jr. has done, a, uh, done you, a good job. Go ahead. Before you go on, do you think this is a fork-in-the-road moment for the Warriors' long-term plan that they always had this? Two tracks. Two yeah, tracks. That, that's over. That's, over. that's, that's done. Over. Now, that's officially. over. And I think maybe some of the depth you're talking about, Brew, comes in trading the other two, one of the other, or both of the other two young guys. But they better get size. The, That's right. Well, and Kaminga I is now seven. Well, Kaminga is size. seven four. Yeah, Every day he grows. Um, but you know what I mean? That you so you get. like it? So no, I do like it for the Warriors. I don't like it for Chris. Come on. So can, this is what I was saying during the break, and you said just save it. I want. All right. This is I. I know how this is going to sound when I say it. But it's how I truly believe. I want Chris Paul to win a ring. 
I don't think they're going to win a ring but in Golden State, but you can't dismiss yeah. it. You know what I mean? I can dismiss it. This would feel like the a tough one to win. A Dwight Howard Lakers no, ring? No, not that. Which, <laughs> no, because you, you said when I said it, you were like Jason Kidd with the Mavs or something. Not that. This was the, the – one of the reasons you don't have a ring is this team. They yeah, kept beating you. Is, is this it, was this that's was Kevin Durant the, situation. I no, I get that too, and we still uh, over and, and over. And then right, I mean, he beat. They beat you with the, when you were at the Clippers. They beat you when you were at the Rockets. They kept beating you, Steph. You and Steph had like a kind of like shadow rivalry of Chris. People close to Chris will always say you always thought he was better. All this stuff, and now you're as on like it just feels. I, I see. It, I, it's not I, I just like the old go guy going way. somewhere, but it's weird that it's that team. If they win it next year, mm-hmm. it will all say it's great that Chris Paul got his ring. But he's not going to be – I'm, gu- I'm guessing he's not going to start. It's not going to be like he led – and even though he'll he, start? I don't know, but it's still – even if he does start, he's not going to be like a huge player – I mean, he'll be a good role player for them. That's what he's going to be. It's, it, maybe you didn't like the Jason Kidd in Dallas ring, Gary Payton in Miami. I, I, I mean, this isn't a ring that makes us go, Chris got a no, ring. No, I get that. Chris but led, those, I will, yes, he'll have a championship. The, but You don't think he, if he – Unless he goes out there and has a great year. 55 games, and he played like 30 minutes a game this yeah. past year. If he gets down to 22 minutes a game – and contributes the whole year. And, and is a role player, like, averaging, what, 10 and eight. 5? It, how's he go, he's going to average 8 assists for that team. With Draymond Green having the ball in his hand. Oh, you're saying with he's going to No, that's probably – you're probably I, right. I mean, the, I don't know. What's he – like I said, is he coming off the bench? What are his numbers? It's less about role and more about rival. And that's I don't the, think that's an issue. The, and, and I also – this is, again, this happened eight minutes ago, so we're all processing it in real time. Are we certain that there's not massive moves coming with Golden State? Like, are we certain that... Draymond, you're saying? Well, Clay, are we certain... Here's the thing. If, we're let's, saying- let's assume what you're saying is right, and maybe they moved on from Clay. Are they going to a different type of offense? Because well, I don't know, like, I don't want to, if I'm Golden State, I don't want to just put the ball in Chris's hands and say Steph's our two. And because I don't think Draymond fits into that type of system. Steph, yes, he can play it, but, no, but a I don't wrinkle. think. The Chris Paul wrinkle. They didn't even want to run the high pick and roll repeatedly when they had Steph and Kevin Durant, which could have been right. like it was they whenever they ran it, it. Whenever they ran it, it was basically unguardable. And I know Warriors fans, even though they won all the championships while those guys were together, except for when Katie got hurt, would be frustrated with Kerr. Why don't we run this more? And it's like this beautiful basketball, kind of their own version, of retooled of what the Spurs were doing, the motion and the ball movement and all of that. So that is they went that route against the Lakers. They, the, Traditional out of, of Steph raw necessity, right. and they, it's not what they. So it is odd. It is undeniable. We've never seen Chris Paul in any type of offense like this. And people are like, well, what about when he was in Houston? In Houston, it was weird because he didn't always have the ball in his hands. And he but, played well. I will give you right, that. but they were still running pick work. and roll. They, yeah, you know what I mean? Harden, it was, it, it was hard running it, and then he would run it. It was just he didn't have the ball. So right. he, and they were they won sixty five games. They were up three two on these Warriors until on KD and Steph's Warriors until he tweaked his hamstring. It's just done. 
it's an odd and very sudden pivot for Golden State in really? a lot of ways. In a lot of ways that Jordan Poole, who they thought was worth this huge contract I think extension, you got more for is now – well, that's the other piece of it. Like, even though I'm not – I don't think Jordan Poole is – at this point of his career, a winning player. I understand he won a championship, so it sounds odd, but it's just how I feel from watching him. I, but it is odd that that guy who, again, a year ago, you invested this in, you are now essentially trading him for what you hope is yeah. one year of Chris Paul. Like it's not like it's they, almost like they wanted to keep Chris away from the Lakers. Ooh, I, like <laughs> I mean, all right, Broussard, close us out with a number here. Jordan Poole averages how many points next year on the Bradley Beal list? Poor Zingas-less Wizards team. And Tyus is uh, That's their backcourt? Five. Tyus Jones and Jordan over. Pulls their backcourt. Yeah, yeah. I'll take, he's going to light I'll it up, I'll take the man. over for the opposing team's backcourt every night. <laughs> the number one pick. Who went? Who was it? It was Wemby. Oh. You, you need to prep better. <laughs> Spurs tanked and won 22 games and now have their franchise cornerstone. Here's Greg Popovich. Because of all the hype, they'll have a target on his back. So more than O's and X's to begin with, we'll be most interested in setting a framework uh, and an environment where he's comfortable, where he can be Victor. Uh, He's not LeBron or Tim or Kobe or anybody else. He's Victor, and that's who we want him to be. Brew, what are the expectations for Wemby? Year one. Well, I, I love what Pop said. And he's obviously right. You know, he's not LeBron. He's not Duncan. But, but he's getting treated like that. Because what he said is we're building the entire franchise around Victor. And, of course, culturally, yes, you want him to feel comfortable. But X and O-wise, too. Like, Pop, one of the things that makes him such a great coach is he's not a one-trick pony. Mm-hmm. He's, he doesn't have his offense and, hey, Victor's going to have to fit into this, like a Mike D'Antoni. He's going to adjust the playing style around Wimbayama's strengths. So you've got that. You don't have another big-time score. I mean, I know last year, Keldon Johnson, 22. Just because team's going to get to 100. Right, exactly. He's going to be the number one option. And they'll probably – I don't know what type of veterans they'll bring in, but I bet they bring in smart ones that know let's get Wimbayama to reach his full potential. So, honestly, I'm expecting good things this year. I know he's got to work on his three-point shot, but he is a solid mid-range shooter. He's got a post game. He's got good footwork in the post. He can run the floor. I'm expecting 20 points, 20, 20 plus, plus points. Correct. Eight to nine rebounds a game. Eight rebounds. I know, but I'm just saying eight, that might be a little low. We'll see. But I'm saying eight to nine rebounds. Two to three blocks, which is huge in the yep. NBA. So I expect so, him to have a great individual season, not necessarily make the playoffs because I don't know what veterans will be there, and he's rookie of the year. Okay, so Thank I you. don't think he's going to be rookie of the year, but that's more about the number of games I think he will or won't play and what I think Scoot's going to do in Portland. And we can talk about why I think Scoot's going to win rookie of the year when we get to, you know, because we're going to talk about other guys in the draft in a bit. Brew and I, it's very odd because Brew, going into this today's show, has been about as high on Wimby as anybody. And you guys have said that I am a skeptic, which I'm not. I'm just trying to set fair expectations. But our skeptic tendencies. Our stat predictions were almost identical. 
So I said I think he will average 19 and 8, and I think a fair goal would be lead the league in blocks. I think he could lead the league in blocks as a rookie. Where I am, so uh, with those, if he hits those numbers, I don't. Think I guess the only reason you think he won't be rookie of the year is because he doesn't play sixty-five games, yeah, which well, is very possible in San Antonio. Yeah, and, and because I think I think Scoot could be more points, far more assists, and and not eight rebounds a game, but close on the rebounds. I think Scoot really? could be twenty points, five rebounds, six assists as a rookie. And so, but let me stay on him for a moment. Mm-hmm. I. His offensive game is a long ways away. And that's why I want people to pump the brakes a bit on what he's going to be immediately. Now, if, if the long-term projection's a whole other thing. But the three-point, I know we, keep show, we kept showing highlights of a one-footed three and a step-back three. The fact of the matter is this. In his career in Europe, he was under 30%. This year... He shot five a game on a shorter three-point line by a touch Mm -hmm. and was 27% from three. He also averaged in this league in Europe more turnovers than assists. So I think this seven-foot-five guy who now is going to be playing far and away the toughest competition of his career is going to deal with some offensive struggles. I think his defense will translate immediately because of his length and ability what? to get to I, I don't okay, I don't see the look, I'm not saying he's gonna come in and light the league on fire and average twenty eight points a game, but he at his size, with his jump shot, not that it's great, but it's Good. It's better than Scoot's. That's Scoot is a bad shooter. Correct. Twenty-seven. You you just said twenty-seven percent from three. That's what Scoot shot. Yes. In the G League. Right. But All hold right. on. Can we talk about that for a second? So that's kind of my exact point. The knock on Scoot is he's not a good shooter. Wimby is looked at as this seven foot five guy that has an amazing shot. Because they you have shot. different standards for a six two guard and a seven five player. Right, but as far as what they're going to do in four months when the season starts, mm-hmm. do you think like I feel like America expects Wimby to come in as an above average three point shooter? Well, and oh no. Go but, ahead. Well here's the Yeah. I lined him up against Shaq. Oh okay. and this okay, go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Dominating physical presence. Yeah. Except skinny. But he should be able to dominate guys and shoot over guys. Just a little bit different. Shaq will go through you and he will go over you. Yeah. So these are exact numbers. So I'm like, why can't this be his expectation? These are my expectations. 23, 14, 3, and shoot over 50%. Yeah. You think that Shaq was a more refined prospect? I think, yes. Yes, of course. I watched Shaq in the NCAA tournament have 10 blocks in a game. I watched Shaq immediately come into the league and be stronger than everyone and as agile as just about anybody. Wimby, to me, is an idea offensively that we have seen flashes of. No, I think you're way underestimating him. And you're saying he's going to average – how's he going to average 19 points a game if he's got no offense? No, hold on. I didn't say he has no – see, this is – Well, you called him an idea. No, I I said – well, the – yes, I think the idea of him becoming this dominant – the – him being this dominant force is an idea. Shaq, there was a proof of concept to it. And so I I don't think he's going to be bad off. I just said I think he'll average 19 points as a rookie. 
But the, the expectation and the standard of that he is going to change the league, that he is going to potentially, in short order, be one of the ten best players in the league. But and that's, in shorter order. No, that's not his rookie year. His, if by if by year three he's supposed to be an MVP candidate, which by the way, well, that, LeBron, that, I mean, hold on, but players have be, done that, right? LeBron was, Jordan was, Shaq was. I think those expectations are too high, and I also think that we have seen these expectations. The guys with expectations not nearly this high, number one picks recently. Mm-hmm. The expectations have really saddled them and burdened them. We have seen it repeatedly over the last few years, and so I'm just you seem to treat Wimby like he's just a you know a really project. great uh, yeah. uh, college player. This dude is special. I, okay, but you—I mean, I expectations. He's got—he's lived with those for a lot of a lot of years now. If he's scoring 19 points, mm-hmm. is he leading the Spurs in scoring, or are they averaging 70 points a game? What do you? The no. Well, if you're saying he, I expect him to average 19 points, that's an interesting question. Like someone on the Spurs is going to have to. Yeah, score I don't know 22. that he. Yeah, I don't know that he leads the Spurs in scoring. Oh my gosh, I. The, Again, he's got. I mean, then what have we been you, doing? You, you, I think you're in. What? In what a, are you on? I guess in your mind's eye, what was LeBron's averages his rookie year? What were he the, averaged twenty one? He averaged twenty point nine. Right. So he averaged right. And I don't know if that if he what was or the, I'm not to be like I'm, super nerdy about no, it. But LeBron what, what didn't were we face the then? competition that this guy's already. Faced. No, but but okay. So then let's talk Luca. Luca. Who won MVP of a league as far better? Well, the, better. His in the championship round, this guy faced a team with several ex NBA players. I know, and, and like on his team anybody. was a guy who went seventh in the draft. But that's the the it, we all know the league Luca was in was the best league in Europe. We all we all know that Luca this came was in not doing work. Yes, and he averaged twenty a game. He averaged twenty a game. That's what Do I'm you saying. Think, but this I, guy is. A better prospect than Luca was. Not on the offensive side. I disagree. He's a better prospect. I di- I, I, I flatly disagree. And so I, he I can handle the basketball. All- he I, can shoot it. Hold on, uh, get, okay. He can get to the free throw line. He can post up. Okay, he's got he good footwork in the post. He is, runs the floor. That's the idea. That's the part that I'm saying is an idea. The a guy who has a great looking shot mm-hmm. that in the that in the last two years that we've seen him play. I, the, and again, I know he's incredibly young. Shot 27% and 28% from three is not typically a guy we say he can shoot. Here's, a guy who averages more turnovers than assists is not a guy we typically say. He's not going to be the say, point guard. And the, what you're missing is he's not going to be rely, relying solely on his jump shot. Because of his size, yes, he's not going to have to. I, I agree, he's got to improve his jumper. But he's not going to rely solely on the jump shot because of the other things he can do. So, okay. so it'll be at the if score. Paolo scored twenty. I don't know how he's scoring eighteen. Okay, well that's that, that, that's what like Magic doesn't have don't have a ton of offense. Paolo came in as a rookie, pretty good, stronger. I you're guess you're gonna say the body. Strong. That's yes, of course I'm gonna say the body. The body of course I'm going it, I, to say the. You guys are acting. They had like, the same views of Kevin Durant. He couldn't bench press hundred. I watched Kevin pounds. Durant score they thirty thought, a night at Texas. 
I watched it. I watched Kevin Durant at Texas be like, oh, Texas, my God. that wasn't the competition this guy faced. It's okay. just a fact. Okay. Well, I the, the again, I'm not sure that I totally agree with you. Man, our that, college that, game, even th- back then. 15 it's... years ago, the Big 12 with Michael Beasley and Kevin Durant. Michael those guys, Beasley? My, he was a great college player. How did he do in the pros? I, I get it. But let's not, let's not spend the time there. Right, I, the, I watched Kevin Durant, and to me it was like, oh. This guy is a guaranteed bucket in the NBA. Everybody understood that. I guess there was concerns about him getting hurt, His like there right. is with him. But I, the I think Wimby. I, I this is the point I'm trying to make. I came out here and said, as a rookie, I think he'll win the blocks title. He'll average damn near a 20 and 10. I have him 1.2 rebounds off a of 20 and 10. And the expectations are so high, you guys are like, that's crazy. No, you don't think we're he's saying that good. you're not saying he's going to be the best rookie. What? Yeah, I don't think you'll have the best rookie year. Now, if he doesn't play 65 games, I don't think you'll have the best rookie year.